Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yerchma Diana Megadalia, Siam Benema, and Rufushal Machana, Machana Batadel, and Rochelle Ben Yavna, and Donny Lansara, and success in Yarchamaim of Elisheva Rua, Gadiel Ben Elisheva, Chef of Elisheva, Emily Shan Reina Makoto Vasha. Please share and rate the podcast. All right, today's class, uh, Lesson 233, Lesson 122, and Book Letting Go. I hope everybody had a really, really uh, beautiful holiday. Um, definitely, I felt a. Um, three-day separation from my phone. It was, a very, it was a beautiful, beautiful holiday. And hopefully, God willing, we'll, we'll, we'll grow from this. We want to talk a little bit about a specific Torah that I read. Um, and it's really, really um, applicable for this. And it's going to be less than 233. Anytime we're in uh, the month of Gemini, obviously, June, you can see there's always the air, the air, like the... the the nervous energy of the of the Gemini is like all kinds of thoughts, and it's funny how that. I was just thinking that I, I don't know why I felt that energy. I didn't. I didn't suppress. I just. I just felt it. And again, I'm very intuitive, very intuitive. So I could feel what, what's the energy in the air. So I wanted to give you guys a a, a practical Torah from Rab Nachman on why you shouldn't beat yourself up when you have negative thoughts. And this is a very very common thing that people beat themselves up or they. They, they, they suppress it not that they not only suppress it but they, they resist it Rav Nachman tells us in lesson 233 when a person is besieged by bad thoughts and fantasies but remains steadfast and strengthens himself to overcome it the Holy One gets great pleasure from this and it's very precious in God's eyes so you see it's not we're assuming if I get the negative thought that I did something wrong a Jew is always saying what did I do wrong <laughs> I'm getting punished for this. This is unfortunately, we've developed a very mature mentality. Uh, we're always trying to say something is wrong. If I'm thinking negative, what did I do wrong? What did I do? I did this wrong. We're always trying to rationalize it. Stop trying to rationalize everything. Sometimes you have to go through these tests just to see how you act and how, how you overcome it. Very, very, very important. Don't rationalize. You know, who says you need an excuse for everything? Who says everything? you need to label everything? We have a, we have a habit of doing this. It is very precious in God's eyes. If you, if you strengthen and overcome it, it's very, very, very precious. That means you're going to get it. This is the, the analogy of this is, when, is for example, for when you have a, two kings and they all of a sudden they allow these creatures in battles. You know how you go to these rodeo shows and you see uh, you know, two, two, the, the king puts a rodeo together or, or puts uh, two, two, two warriors to battle each other. It says, this is exactly like a, a king having two warriors battling each other. Similarly, thoughts come from the concept of chayot, which is the, 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 the Merkava. It's, 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 a, it's a very lofty concept. Holy thoughts are the aspect of pure creatures, while bad thoughts are the aspect of impure creatures. It is divine. Listen to this. This is the most aha moment you need to understand. It is divinely ordained that they are allowed to battle for one another. Divinely ordained. Basically, your creator creates the battle in your head. Now, the more mindful you are, the more aware you are, the, the, your job is really to create the right mechanisms to let it go. Versus just not knowing that, not identifying you, that you are not, you're just watching the battle. You are not part of the battle. And that's really, really, it comes in the same concept of you're the, you're the one that hears the voice, Instead of you're not the voice, you're the one that hears the voice. We said that many, many times. But this is exactly what this is exactly what I'm not telling us. You are there to watch the battle, and, and we have, this happens all the time with me. 
you know, I'm doing a class, I don't feel like it. I overcome it. Gotta get great, great pleasure. Um, you go on a, some, you know, you don't want to feel like going on a date. Next thing you know, you end up going on a date. You overcome it. You feel good. Bottom line is our job is really, really to overcome it and to notice, not identify yourself that anything good is going to always have this. And God creates that, that situation in your life. It's not that you're crazy. No, you, you get, you have to have this in your life. And it doesn't matter how much you teach this, doesn't matter how much you, you work on yourself, they will always be there. Now, if, you're, if you know how to breathe correctly, if, you know, if your eating's correct, if you eat properly, you eat, you, you're able to breathe correctly, you're able to be mindful, then you're able to be more aware. But if you're exhausted, you don't even know what's going on in your head. So this is why it's very, very important. Physically, we need to also be able to, to manage these things. And God forbid, you know, this person smoking marijuana, he doesn't know which thoughts are his, the paranoia, the, it's a disaster. So the, the, what we need to really, really recognize is try to simplify the, the, the battlefield and just by noticing them and, let, and just letting them take place. When you are the one that, that, that overcomes it by not going into, because remember, we rationalize everything. So usually these thoughts always put us in retreat. So when you go into offense instead of going into retreat, specifically during prayer, which is that's good, you're going to be at, there's nothing more, there's no greater area in your life that you're going to have all kinds of bat, in, inner battles but prayer. That is where the evil inclination hits you like you've never hit before. Because he knows prayers where a person can change himself, prayers a person who creates vessels, prayers a person where he can give charity. There's tremendous benefits of it, so that's where he hits you the most. And the rule is, it is absolutely impossible for a person to have two thoughts at the same time. It's impossible for you to have two thoughts at the same time. Remember this concept, very, very important. So what is this teaching me? I need to start the day with extreme positivity. It doesn't, happiness does not come to you. You have to make it happen. You have to create an offensive strategy because you, you can't have two thoughts at the same time. You can't have a thought of resentment and appreciation at the same time. So our job really, really is the purpose of praying, Modeani, thank you, and the brachot every morning, thank you, thank you. The whole purpose was really, really to get you in that mode of gratitude. Because Ramakal says, you cannot think of two thoughts at the same time. Therefore, it's easier to drive away the thoughts by sitting and doing nothing. Don't resist it. Don't resist. What you resist, persists. This is basically the spirituality behind the book Letting Go. Which is to all, all, which we're going to talk about what, what we do when, we, when, we, when, we, when we're bothered by these thoughts. And remember, there's a main principle in life. The more area is accumulated in that area, for example. It's very, very important that you don't want to accumulate more and more and more pressure. Because the more I accumulate, the harder it is for me to actually let go. What I want to do is start letting go, letting go, and not accumulate things. For example, let's say you, you had an argument with your wife, okay? And she said something to you, and all of a sudden you feel angry. It's very, very important to talk about it and let it go. Because if you don't let it go and you suppress it, what happens the next morning? Why did you pick up the kids? And then the day after that, what did you do this? It, every little thing now becomes, all, all you're doing is, is building up more and more and more and more and more um, reservoir of energy that makes it much harder to let things go. Pretty much. Very, very important. 
And this is what he's telling us here. Do not pay attention to it. Notice it and overcome it. It's not the real you. And heaven is sending you these thoughts. Heaven is sending you these thoughts. It is unnecessary to struggle or to shake one's head in order to drive them, the bad thoughts away or to be upset by it. On the contrary, it actually makes it stronger. That's exactly what you resist persists. The more you make that thing stronger, etc. Somebody makes a comment to you. Very simple. You could say, that person is just making a comment. That's the way he feels about himself. You take it personal. Next thing you know, you're creating now it's, that's fueling a, 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 maybe a form of low self-esteem instead of just letting it go and not making it about you. So you have to get to the point of starting to go through the day, starting to go through your lives, noticing. Noticing, being aware of things and stop making it about you. And remember, no matter how successful you are, where you are, who you are, heaven is going to purposely send you these thoughts because heaven gets pleasure when you're able to be mindful when you're able to overcome your thoughts and not become a slave to your emotions, etc. We said this many times. King, a melech, moach, lev kaved. The moach, the mind, then the heart, then the emotions, then the liver. Versus the, the opposite, lemech, which is a, a person who's, who's not a king. First his emotions, then his mind, then his kaved. So we want to really master that in our way. And through this area, we're going to be able now to overcome this. And he says this in Lesson 233, black and white, but the, the aha moment, the aha concept here is really that heaven is sending you these thoughts. Heaven is sending you these thoughts. So you could do all the surrendering in the world. You're still going to get tremendous, you're still going to get opposition because remember, every single time, Kabbalistically, we can never stay on the same level. We're either, we always have to climb levels. And through climbing levels, there's new klipot, there's new shells, there's new energies that are going to get there. It's very important, you know, the difference between the next thing you know, you go on a date, next thing you know, you're talking about engagement. Going on a date is one level. Getting engaged is another level. Getting married is a third level. The opposition you're going to get when you're going on a date, you're probably just going to go on a date. No big deal. Should I get engaged? More opposition is going to come to you when you're trying to get engaged because you're reaching a higher level. To get married... The the, the is going to throw everything at you, everything that's wrong, everything that can go wrong, at you, and you are job. This is why many people get cold feet. What do you think that that cold feet is? Cold feet is it's really the the Sahara attacking the person, and the person gets cold feet. It's not the real him. What what, was, what happened to you two months ago with the girl? You, this is what we have to start noticing. This. The most important thing is, again, don't shake your head. Don't be bothered by it. Let it go or think of or, or anchor yourself, your mind somewhere where you want to go. Very similar to the cheesecake parties. Fear creates, fear makes you focus on the worst case scenario. Cheesecake parties make you focus on the best case scenarios. So here you go. You have a situation in your life. You could focus on the worst case scenario and it could probably end up manifesting because you're giving it now energy. Or you could focus on cheesecake parties or, 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 or any party, any kind of trigger where you, could, where you want to be. That is really where we really, really have to master our mind. You want to focus, remember, anytime you're going to focus on fear, it's going to trigger the worst case scenario. That is the mechanism of fear. Purpose of fear is for you to run from a tiger in the middle of a, 
the, the, the zoo. Not, not, fear was not to be used in your own office. Fear was not to be used in your house. Fear was to use to, 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 to save yourself, to create adrenaline. Not, should not be used in a person's office, etc. And that's where, unfortunately, today it's being used more there. The same thing Rabbi Nachman tells us here. When a person starts to pray, he should pay no attention to these thoughts. That removes himself. Many, many times, Rabbi Nachman says here, the most important thing is, do not pay attention to them. Just let them go. Baruch Hashem, I have been, thank God, because of these letting go of this, I've been, my prayer has become much better. My workouts have become, everything has become much better because I've been really, really more mindful that that is not my identity. I'm just, okay, it's a thought, big deal. What else? doesn't mean that. And the more you, again, the more you become less self-centered, the more you can observe. The more you become self, the more you become, I'm sorry, the, the less you become self-centered, the more you can become, you can observe what's happening in your life. The more you become self-centered, the more you, you get everything that's about you. This is why it's a very, very important tool. So what happens when we don't, make, when we don't pay attention to these thoughts? Again, another mechanism why Rabbi Nachman said that when you do get these negative thoughts, there's other things that he advised to do before we get to the book, Letting Go. He advised clapping your hands. Clapping your hands represents... Shh, no pen, no pen. Clapping your hands is, clar- is opening the airspace. You know, for example, Mel Robbins, she created the five-second rule, right? What is a five-second rule, really? It's interrupting a pattern of thoughts. Because if you count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, you're going to go from your, instead of your, you're going to, instead of making your decisions from your basal ganglia, which is the subconscious, you're going to go into the prefrontal cortex. So Mel Robbins created a trick where you trick your brain, because it's very easy to say one, two, three, four, five, but it's much harder to say five, four, three, two, one. So she basically created a whole book, The Five Second Rule, that where, where a person, God forbid, is, is about to go into... Um, the whole science is within five seconds, if you don't make a decision, you're going to end up going into procrastination. So you have five seconds between a thought and making action. If you don't make it within five seconds, your brain's going to kill it due to some kind of rationality such as, I don't want to deal with pain. So this is a very, very common thing. That's another way to do it. That means if, you, if your person has a lot of negative thoughts and he doesn't want to do something, he should count backwards, and that will give him a, rest- a restart. You can look up Mel Robbins' five-second rule. Uh, another thing Rabbi Nachman would, would, would say is, if you're getting disturbed by thoughts, another advice he would say is pray loudly. Because when you pray loud, loudly, emotionally, you have, it's, you have more of a connection emotionally. So clapping hands, praying loudly, you would create a lot of movement, praying to listen to uh, when you're learning. With motion, because you're, you're, more, you're more present when you are using fire and air and motion. Versus when you're in your head and you're just reading, your mind is wandering everywhere. So that's just other, other tip, tips for mindfulness. But again, the worst thing you could do is getting negative thoughts and labeling that's me. And I can tell you, working out, if you listen to top people working out, and they'll tell you the same thing. They'll tell you the same thing. We couldn't care less about our feelings we were concerned more about the feeling afterwards, not the feeling before. And this is a very, very, very important message. So what, what, what are practical, what do we do? How do we re- really, how do we practically deal with thoughts practically? Number one, suppression. The most common way in which we push feelings down and we push them aside is repression. Repression happens unconsciously, suppression happens consciously. 
We don't want to be bothered by the thoughts. And a typical 2022 version of suppression is picking up your cell phone a thousand times. That is the 2022 version of suppression. You have a thought that you don't like, pick it up. You're tired, pick up the phone. It's a constant pattern how we see. So maybe instead of just picking up your phone a thousand times, which is going to do nothing, you should, what you should do, really do is try to go into a little breathing. Or take a, take a small nap. Take a small nap. It's a common thing. You don't like something? Pick up the phone. You see how, how common it's become today? That is a common. And what happens is that every single time I don't like what I'm feeling, I pick up the phone, I keep on suppressing it and suppressing and suppressing it. So now when I really want to get to do something, it's much harder for me because I've already suppressed it 20 times already. So every time you suppress something, what's happening is you're now accumulating that feeling. You're not letting it go. You're accumulating it. So the best way to let it go is just let it pass through. Just like an itch in your back, it's an itch. Let it go. Same thing. We give energy. And if you want to just do a quick five-minute exercise, three-minute exercise, just look at, feel, close your eyes and feel how much pressure is in your, in your face. Breathe and just let it go. Just look at the amount of pressure, how much pressure we're holding onto our face. Let it go. And now go to the shoulders and let it go. Right? Go to the chest. Let it go. Go to the right leg. Let it go. What you could do is you could go through body part. There's a certain amount of pressure you're holding. And little by little, if you want to get into a relaxed state, go to each body part and let it go. Rab Nachman would talk to his body parts. He would talk to his physically body, body parts. So another thing of uh, David... Uh, of, uh, in, I forgot. My head's going everywhere. David Hawkins. He has an exercise of letting go by taking each body part. Obviously, we're in the middle of a podcast. We can't do it now. But your head, close your eyes, put some music, let it go. That, if you do that before you go into a breathing technique, it's going to be 10 times better because you're already in such a relaxed state. So just think about every single body part. Head, let it go. Shoulders, let it go. Back, let it go. Because you're holding on to a certain amount of pressure in our body. That's what creates stress. So the one way we, we normally do it is through suppression. There's repression, suppression. This is by obviously... Um, not, not dealing with it or suppressing. We're letting it, we're just suppressing it. And what happens when we do this, we start feeling tensions. Anytime you feel, for example, you could just be picking up your phone all day long and not dealing with things. All of a sudden, you're going to get very agitated. You're going to get very moody because this energy is going nowhere. It's just getting suppressed. So that's where you start seeing more ache, aches and pains. And it's, you're not paying attention. You're not letting it go. We repress feelings is because there's so much guilt or fear over having that feeling that you don't want to consciously feel it. That you don't want to consciously feel it. So it's very, very, very important. Don't suppress it. Don't pick up your phone a thousand times. Just feel a little bit. Let it happen. Just pass. Let it pass and let it go through. I've done this many, many times. But the times I just picked up my phone, I started getting more agitated and more, agi- and more tired and more tired. So sometimes you got to, again, take a small nap. If you're having a that day where you can't, just take a small, take a break. Go take a break versus, the worst thing you could do is constantly, every time you don't like to feel something, pick up your phone. It's the worst thing you could do because you're, 
it makes it look like you're not doing anything, but you're really, really suppressing pain, and that one, and that's what makes you more and more tired. So it makes you more and more tired. This is why, again, when we play the stock market, every time you like the price, oh, again, you're upset about the price. Next thing you know, you pick up the phone. What happens to that energy? You suppress it, and you feel so exhausted. So this is a one way he's saying suppression or repression. You don't want to do that. Instead of, what we have to do is we have to just work on let, breathing and letting it go. Expression, that's another way we do it. Expression is we just let it out to other people. We dump our feelings onto others. We feel agitated, what do we do? We just dump it on anybody else. It's a very, very common method. If we don't know how to deal with our thoughts, you get an angry thought, next thing you know, everybody's the problem. Everybody's the problem. You see this a lot in New York. People just get pissed off over the littlest things for no reason. The, the match is not on there. The guy didn't deliver this. Everything, everything is a threat. Why? Because they feel tremendous amount of fear. So what happens? Everything's a freaking threat. If things do not go exactly your way, perfect, I'm being threatened by the universe. Again, the more we get due to that, we don't, we don't even notice what thoughts are not. And, then we, and what do we end up doing? We end up dumping our thoughts into other people. Remember, it's very, very important. The rationalized mind has to, they, it doesn't, you're, you're not taught to surrender things. You're taught to rationalize things. That's the way our brain works. It doesn't, it doesn't teach you to surrender. It teaches you to rationalize everything. And who says you have to rationalize everything? Who says you have to rationalize everything? The third type is escape. Avoidance the feelings, so diversion. And that could come from obviously um, drinking and, 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 and any, any kind of substance or anything or, or, or anything just numbing it. That's another way. So remember, the more we do this, this is why if you come to my re- recovery center, as soon as people stop using, oh, the real character comes out. The explosion, the anger, the, you see a lot of energy coming out because that energy is being completely, completely bottled up. So what happens? There's no other mechanism but to now process it. So you'll see people being up yelling at each other. I mean, the stupidest things, they go crazy. And that's exactly because we don't have a proper mechanism. Remember, so the more you do not pay attention to the thoughts and let it go, that creates an energy, and that energy now becomes... It's pretty much like, I would say, you have a mess in your house, and instead of throwing it out, you just put it in one drawer. And then another day, you put it in another drawer. And then when you come home, there's, so much, there's a mess everywhere, and you panic out of everything. You have to, you have to think out the drugs. And this is where he's saying here, the real source of stress is not external, it's always internal. We think it's external. So what happens is, is we use the media, we use, the, today, you can see what the world is using today. Today, people are using the media and all these new stories to really, really say, that's the cause of my stress. The, 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 Trump is the cause of my stress. Biden is the cause of my stress. This one's the cause of my that one, the COVID. No, you're just, now you have, to, you have the rationalization. So this is why you don't want to get caught up in that world because you're not surrendering anything. You're just making worse and worse and worse. Why we do not want to pay attention to a lot of social media and the news is because that is not going to be good for your mental health. Because all you're doing is rationalizing why you're so upset. Let's say you have tremendous amount of fear. 
Next thing you know, you go pump gas. Instead of paying $60, it's $120. What do you think it's going to do? It's going to add to it. So if you can't control it, what are you going to do? There's no midterm election right now. There's nothing you can do. So things you can't control, you just let it go. But for me to go to the gas station and be upset that I paid double, and now all of a sudden have that anger and tell my boss I'm not making enough money, and then all of a sudden be upset at that, you, it's, just a, it's just a you know what show. And again, it's not, the, the stress is not external, it's internal. So this is why it's so important for your mental health, for your energy levels, for your relationships, to find yourself before you find others. Many times, I need to find myself. First, find yourself. Find yourself. Then you'll be able to see what's good for you. Who knows what's good for you if you don't even know who you are? And, and this is an area of our lives that we really, really have to work on. Is not allowing, not just think about today, try to have less accumulation of pressure. Two ways you could do it. You could be completely completely, completely observant, or just watching, being extremely mindful. Remember, these thoughts are being sent to you. That's the pur- purpose of an emotion, is, is for emotion. And, or the second type is you could do a lot of offensive strategies, such as a lot of gratitude, a lot of uh, pr- prayer, gratitude, positive things that'll help you bring positive energy and it won't make you focus on the negative energy also. So when there's times where you know, for example, our, our creator says, when a person has a worry in his heart, he should tell it to somebody. Express it out. Because remember, as long as I'm expressing it in a, in a valid way, that is going to help. The worst thing you can do is keep it inside, suppress it, numb it, etc. That's what creates eventually your personality. So practical tools for this. Do a lot of breathing today. Work on, um, remember, you got new lungs in, 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 uh, in Shavuot. And just start working on, like Rabbi Nachman says, it's, the thoughts are coming from heaven. It doesn't mean you should take, it's bad. It means it need, your creator gets pleasure when you choose going into growth versus going into comfort. And I can tell you, this will never go away. This will never, the negative thoughts never go away. They never go away. I always have, a, every time I do a big event, oh, I'm not doing this anymore happens all the time to me all the time all this negativity and but i said okay here we go again what's the story today i make fun of it now another great way is laughter laughter is another way to let it go let things go if you laugh about it that's actually a great way to let it go that's why i make a lot of moroccan jokes a lot of mother-in-law you have to create that laughter because that's a form of letting go laughter go here you go here's my mind again What's on the menu today? Just take the edge off of it versus suppressing it. Because when you laugh, you can't, you're not suppressing anything. You're letting it go. Laughter is a great way to let things go, by the way. That's another very, very common thing. Just let it go. Let it go through laughing about it. So remember, many, many ways we can work on it. But remember, these thoughts are sent to you from heaven. These thoughts are sent for you from heaven. They're not in your own, always in your head. Heaven sends them to you also. Now, our job is not to accumulate it. Not to accumulate, not to, not to, heaven sends you a thought, you don't handle it properly, it becomes suppressed. And then another becomes suppressed. And of course, when there's so much pain, where do you seek? You seek escape. You seek escape. Why do you think we're, we're so, everybody's is, 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 is addicted to escape? 
if we didn't think about it, if we ha- if we didn't have our phones, how much more present we would be, because we would have to we would be forced to deal with these thoughts. We would be forced to deal with this. We would be forced to deal with it. But because of the phone today, it just it's too easy not to deal with something. Not to deal with something, and that gets and what, what that does over the long day is you have to ask yourself, what percentage of the day was I present? What percentage of the day was I present? Another great tool to be, to, another great tool also to be present is holding your breath. When you hold your breath, you're present, you're in the moment. Hold your breath for a minute and you see you're not, you're pre- you can't think about yesterday, you can't think about tomorrow. Hold your breath, that also brings you into the presence. I do this a lot of times when I work out, when I'm extremely, when the heartbeat's going crazy, to calm down, I hold my breath. And that print brings me back to the present moment. Because obviously, when you, and you can see this many times when you work out. You feel like you're dying. I can't do this anymore. I'm dying. And then 30, minutes, 30 seconds, 60 seconds go back. You put a little eucalyptus. You hold your breath like brand new again. So you can see how much illusions we have in our minds. How much illusions and how, how easy we are to fatigue. Hashem, today we should all work, work on little by little trying to pick up your phone instead of 650 times, 600 times today. Just try to be a little more present. You don't need to check the stock every five seconds. You don't need to check how many likes you got on this. That's why I'd rather not even deal with all the social media together. My wife's going to handle all this for me. It took a lot of energy for me. The answer, you have to know the answer. Uh, I can't do everything, bottom line. Stop being, get caught, caught up in this world of, of this. It's, I know it's not easy. But ultimately, what we do want is more energy, we want more clarity, and we want to be happier. That's really the goal. You don't want to sit there and just chase like everybody else. Have a great day.